This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN. We're back! Like we never left, actually. I mean, we didn't go anywhere. Thursday night, 29th day of June, 2023. Dan Grosser Show live and in living color. Right here on 98.7 ESPN. 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. We're going three hours strong, right up until 10 o'clock, and then we'll hand things off to the dynamic duo of Gordon and Larry. I assume, right, it's Gordon and Larry? That hasn't changed yet. I know it's only been a couple of days, but it's Gordon and Larry, right? There we go. See? Consistency. You got to love it. At Dan Gross is where you can get me on Twitter. We got Harvey. We got Joe. The team is back together again, but don't get too used to it. That's right. Don't get too used to it because I've warned you guys. I, I, I've tried to give ample heads up. This is going to be our last show in this spot, our spot, our time, until I think August, to be quite honest with you. This is it. So when you come looking for us at 7 o'clock and you expect to hear us, well, we're not going to be here for a little while. But we're not going anywhere. It's not goodbye. It's see you later. We'll be back, but you'll be able to find us. Don't worry. Be moving all around the place, but we'll be here. You know, it's not like we're going on any permanent vacations. There'll be some vacations. Just not permanent ones. At least I don't think. But anyway, we got a lot of stuff we got to check off tonight before we head on off into the holiday weekend. And actually, you know what? I'm not ready to head into the holiday weekend yet because, well, I'm going to be turning around pretty quickly and I'll be in for the guys tomorrow morning on DNR. So you talk about a quick turnaround. You get plenty of me here over the next little while right here on 98.7 ESPN. Now, when you wake up this morning, you think to yourself, well, all right, what, what are we going to talk about today? What's, what's pressing? What's breaking? Like, what, what, what are the big stories? Well, clearly you think what happens last night in Oakland is going to be your prime example, right? You would think that that's going to be your lead. After all, I mean, Domingo Herman, he throws a perfect game. First time in the history, or excuse me, only the 24th time in the history of baseball that something like that happens. Right? That shouldn't be taken lightly. That's history in the making. So you think that that's going to be your lead story, and more often than not that it is, but but, you know how we like to talk about the NBA and how crazy some of these NBA summers can be and just how you never know what you're going to expect when you dig into an NBA summer of free agency and trades and the whole nine yards. And remember, tomorrow, 6 o'clock, That is when teams are allowed to, quote-unquote, have conversations with free agents, agents the whole nine yards, right? The legal tampering period, the legal moratorium, if you will, even though you know and I know that talks have been going on this entire time. And I don't think that you should be surprised in any way as to what happens, what doesn't happen. But as far as the Knicks are concerned, they had a decision to make as of a couple of hours ago, and that was at the table of Josh Hart. And would Josh Hart opt in for his player option for the upcoming season? $12.9 million. Now, if he declined the option, he would go to free agency. And remember, the two sides, they had a little bit of a handshake agreement where they extended that deadline for him to opt in by a few more days. And by doing so, it gave the Knicks and it gave Josh Hart some more time to sit there and hammer out the framework of what is probably going to be a long-term extension here in a couple of months because Josh Hart went ahead and opted in. So the $12.9 bucks that's on the table for the upcoming season. However, as I said, in August, 
he's eligible for that four-year, $80-plus-million-dollar contract extension, which you know and I know is something that is going to be forged between the two sides. So Josh Hart isn't going anywhere. All right, not that I really ever thought for a second or you thought for a second that Josh Hart would be wearing a different uniform next year. I mean, that would have been catastrophic if you're the New York Knicks. But the bottom line is, is that this is a guy they needed to retain. And it's not just enough, but this was an important piece for the Knicks to at least go into next season feeling good about what they can hope to accomplish in this Eastern Conference. Because from the minute Josh Hart arrived here, he fit this ball club like a T, right? Both ends of the floor, Mr. Consistent. You know what you're going to expect from Josh Hart. Guy leaves it all out on the line, plays hard, gets dirty, the whole nine yards. He is perfect for this basketball team. He embodies the city. He embodies the type of player that you want to see on this New York Knicks basketball team. So him sticking around, that's a step in the right direction. And more importantly, by him opting in and not necessarily – Having to lock him up to that long extension as of now here gives the Knicks more flexibility this summer for free agents, right? It gives them some more leeway to be able to go out there and to bring in some more talent to help this team get to where they want to go. Now, look, Knicks have been deliberate. Knicks have been very careful. They haven't made the big splashy move that maybe they were accused of doing and caught guilty making in the past too much, and it came back to bite them. Not now when you look at how Leon Rose and company have built this team. They've done it methodically. They have taken their steps. Because remember, if they wanted to go all in and make a big splashy move, they would have went ahead and they made the Donovan Mitchell trade last year. But they backed off. Right? They backed off thinking that it wasn't the right time. Maybe he's not that guy. Or we don't think that we're ready to necessarily go all on in and compete for a championship just yet. They made strides. They're not here yet. But they have this full $12.5 million mid-level exception now to be able to go and bring in a player that can provide some sort of a need for them. Now, look, when you look at this team and you identify what they have to acquire and what areas they can spruce up a little bit on this club, I think we can all agree that it has to come down to shooting more than anything else. We said that at the end of the year, and that was evident when you watch this team play. They had to go out there and improve the outside shooting. I mean, I didn't want to sit there and watch any more big games like we had to witness in the playoffs last year of this team going 7 for 36 or whatever horrible numbers they shot from outside. It got so bad to a point that I sat there and was actually saying, you know what, you see that guy with cobwebs on the bench? You see that guy with dust all over his uniform on the bench? You know, Evan Fournier, the guy he gave all that money to a few summers ago? How about dusting the cobwebs off and getting him some run for about 10 minutes just to see what he can do? You know, you signed the guy because at one time or another you thought that he was a good outside shooter. How about just giving him a little bit of play here to see if it just breaks the trend a little bit? They didn't do that. But nevertheless, they need help in that department. The names that are being floated around, right? I know them, you know them. Dante DiVincenzo is one. Now, look, Dante DiVincenzo is not a guy that is going to lift you from second round of the Eastern Conference playoffs to the NBA Finals. That's not going to happen. But you know what Dante DiVincenzo is? He's a useful player. He's a player that if you have guys like him on your team to support your A-listers, that's how you build winning ball clubs. Because say something about Dante DiVincenzo, if nothing else, you know what the guy is? The guy's a winner. You know, in more than one stop, on more than one level of basketball, the guy was a champion at Villanova. 
Guy came to the NBA. He was part of that Milwaukee Bucks championship team. Last year, even though the Golden State Warriors didn't win, him out there around those guys in that environment with that group, which has championships, you know, don't think that didn't rub off here for a little bit. So bringing another player like that into your locker room and into your organization, I think is nothing but a positive. You need guys like Dante DiVincenzo. And you know what? Maybe if he doesn't float your boat, you know what? What about a guy like Bruce Brown? Right? And I know there's going to be some competition for these guys. I'm not saying that the Knicks have an inside track. Maybe they have that inside track with DiVincenzo more so than others. But Bruce Brown is another guy who now has proven to be, what, a winning player. You know, he wasn't one of the top two or three options on that Denver Nuggets team. I get it, but you know what? Bruce Brown played a role, and he played it pretty well, too. And especially in the playoffs, you know what? The guy did some things that helped that team get to where they had to go. Bruce Brown would be another example of bringing a winning player into this organization, and it would benefit the greater good for the Knickerbockers. These aren't the big flashy all-stars. I get it. But you know what? You need guys like this if ultimately you want to achieve your goals. So from where I'm sitting right now, I don't see any of these things as a bad move. And so Josh Hart opting in, that gives the Knicks that flexibility to go out there and to still tinker and make moves. Now, that's just in free agency. Nothing says that the Knicks are not going to go out there and make that big trade and acquire a big-time player that maybe is going to surprise us all. And believe it or not, a couple of hours ago, there was a juicy rumor that dropped that a certain player is now going to be made available and that the Knicks are actually one of the teams that have kicked the tires on him. And we're talking about James Harden. And stop me if you've heard this one before. James Harden is going to get traded again. James Harden is going to go play for another team again. I I know you've never heard that before. Yeah, stop me in my tracks. But yeah, James Harden's not going to be a Philadelphia 76er. And our pal Woj is actually reporting that one of the two teams that have reached out already and inquired are none other than the New York Knicks. No. No, 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 no. That is not the answer. I'll tell you why when we come back. And I want to hear from you. 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. We'll be all over the NBA stuff tonight on the eve of free agency. We'll also have plenty to say on the baseball. Yanks have a perfect game. Yanks come out and win the next day. Mets owner has a press conference. They do nothing but lose games. A lot of stuff on the agenda here for this Thursday night. One of our last shows together in this spot, at least for the summertime. Grasso with you here on 98.7 ESPN. No. No, 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 no. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, 
Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. <laughs> Yankees victorious today. Following up the Domingo Herman perfect game last night, they smack around the Oakland A's today 10-4. to 4. So, hey, I don't care if it's the Oakland A's or whoever. You know, they're still a Major League Baseball team. The wins still count just the same. But the Yankee offense putting 21 runs on the board over the last two nights, that's a positive, and see if they could take it with them into St. Louis to take on a scuffling Cardinals team for the weekend. Mets are just underway at City Field against the Milwaukee Brewers. We'll have plenty to say, and you know we will, on what the owner had to grace us with when he met the media yesterday at that fancy Mets little tabletop thing that he was sitting at out at City Field. But we're talking NBA here, and – Talking about the Knicks and potentially what could be ahead for them come free agency when it gets underway in a couple of days. And more importantly, the situation involving one James Harden. Now, it wasn't all that long ago that James Harden was thought to be headed back to his old stomping grounds with the Houston Rockets. Despite the fact that Daryl Morey, who was his buddy, who was his guy, is the one who's in charge of the Philadelphia 76ers. But it just seemed like, you know, all roads and if you read the tea leaves and, you know, you kind of sort of ascertained where that smoke was blowing that it was going to be hardened back to the Rockets. Old stomping grounds, still has got a home there, family, you know, his affinity for the area, all the young talent they have on that roster, and he would be kind of that elder statesman. Now it doesn't look like that's the case. But he's not going to be playing in Philadelphia either. And he's picking up his option for this upcoming season, which is about $35.5 million, but they're doing so because he and the 76ers are going to work in unison to make sure they send him to a place that he wants to be at. And Woj, a couple of hours ago, tweeting out that the Clippers and the Knicks expected to be among the teams that will engage the Sixers on a potential James Harden trade. Now look. Bing bong. I don't know how you feel about it, but I'm not going to hide my sentiments one way or the other. I hate it. I, I, wrong place, wrong time, wrong era, wrong decade, wrong city, wrong century, wrong sport, wrong everything. Can I make it any more clear? Can I be any more adamant about how I think this would be an absolute catastrophe for the Knicks to go down this road? This would be the move that I referenced in the first segment of the show. We call that the A block about moves that the Knicks made in the past that ultimately would come back to bite them. The big, splashy name, and even though he's accomplished a hell of a lot of things and all-stars how many times over and he's going to go to the Hall of Fame, maybe not the right fit for this team at the present time. Think about this club right now. Think about this locker room. Think about the camaraderie that they have with this group. Bringing in a guy like James Harden, his track record, his affinity for being a transient player, moving from place to place to place to place to place, what the hell you think that's going to rub off on this team? And you want to talk about winners? I just got done sitting here telling you about you can never have enough winners on your team. What the hell has James Harden ever won? What if James Harden's teams won? Think about what the Philadelphia 76ers, if you just want to go by recent times recency bias, the whole nine yards. What did the Philadelphia 76ers do with James Harden in the house the last couple of years? They get past the second round? Was there a playoff series that I missed that included Philadelphia beyond the second round of the playoffs? No. 
No, thank you. You don't think that that was part of the reason why Doc Rivers got fired? And look, I'm not one of these people that's going to sit here and tell you that Doc Rivers is, you know, James Naismith. But even Doc on his way out the door basically told you, you know what, coaching James Harden, it's a challenge. He can be a little bit of a pain in the ass. Let me, let, let me put it this way. You put James Harden on this team, wh- when should we start the clock about Tom Thibodeau's job security as the head coach of the New York Knicks? Should I start it now before the show is over? Should I get on my little stopwatch? Should I go see if I can get like an hourglass and maybe turn that thing over? The second the trade is announced, you might as well start the clock on Tibbs' tenure as the head coach because it ain't going to be that much longer. So you want a guy on this team. I, I, look, maybe this is just a, a rumor trying to send out smoke signals that aren't going to turn up anything for this team. Why would they want him? Guy plays no defense. You already have Jalen Brunson on this team who is a guy who's going to have the, the ball in his hands predominantly anyways. Where does James Harden fit? How many more teams James Harden got to be on and not win? All right? And let's not forget, too, James Harden's going to be, what, 34? Is he 34? He's going to be 34 years old. You really think that James Harden is going to go down the road of somebody like, let's say, LeBron James and age like a fine wine and actually get better as he gets older? It's going to be the opposite. It's going to be a disaster. Why would you want any part of this? And I know a lot of you Knicks fans, I mean, you're sitting here throwing cold water on Julius Randle and everything that he's accomplished with this team because he was subpar in the playoffs the two times the Knicks were there in the past few seasons. How's James Harden the playoff performer? How many no-shows has James Harden had over the years in the playoffs in big spots? Didn't take the Houston Rockets long to actually wake up and realize, you know what, we really don't need this guy anymore. We're trying to build something upright, and instead they're going to go all in on Fred Van Vliet, which I think is actually a smarter move for Houston and where they are right now. But as far as the Knicks are concerned, oh, my gosh. Thanks, but no thanks. All right, let's go to the phones. 800-919-3776. Abby in the car is going to start us off here on 98.7 ESPN. Abby, how we doing? Hey, how you doing? What's up, Abby? I, I couldn't agree with you more when I first saw this. I, I'm like, is this the old Knicks regime? Like, this is something that they would pull. But this is a hell, 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 hell no to this. Listen, the only way James Harden would be okay with me in the Knicks, if they, were, if they didn't sign him to an extension and they didn't give up a lot to get him, that would be okay. But otherwise, this is a, I can't even believe they would even consider this. Considering where they're, you know, they're a younger team, you know, you know they're they're trying to get you know trying to get better, trying to take that next step. This is not the guy that's going to get us there. It's going to take give us a step back, and it's only going to be problems. He's in the Kyrie Irving category in my in my book, so I'm totally with you, and I'm sure a lot of Nick fans are with you as well. I Abby, thanks for the phone call. I, I, it just it makes zero sense to me. And by the way, what do you think you're going to give up to get him? Right? You know what the Knicks have in terms of assets. First of all. I know he's not going to factor into the actual on-court proceedings, but Evan Fournier and his expiring contract with the $18.9 million, that's going to go someplace to help the money match up. That's number one. Pick a young player or two on this roster, which is then going to be going someplace, okay? You like Quentin Grimes? You like Quentin Grimes? Well, then get ready to say goodbye to Quentin Grimes because he's not going to be here either in all probability. All those juicy draft choices that the Knicks have been stockpiling like squirrels with their acorns up in the tree, all right? Those are going to be moving as well. 
And probably you're looking at another asset on your club that's going to have to be swapped to get somebody like James Harden or any frontline player. And I'm not saying that James Harden's a bad ball player. We're not. He's going to the Hall of Fame, the whole nine yards. But in terms of fit for where he is in his career right now and where the Knicks are right now, it makes absolutely zero sense to me. Zero sense. Jose is in Brooklyn. He is up next. Jose, please make some sense of this. Good afternoon, Mr. Graza. Shout out to the company. And I'm I'm just hearing, you know, bad news because first – you know, I'm on I'm on the company group chat. I'm not able to listen to you guys, you know, and I'm traveling on the train. And I got to hear that you're taking off for a month. Like, like, like what, what happened to the commitment right. that we made, Dan? Jose, Jose, let me say this, okay? <laughs> you make it sound as if I'm going on some, like, religious retreat for a month or something like that. Okay, first I don't know. All, Are you going into the darkness retreat? I don't no, know, bro. I'm not going on a darkness <laughs> retreat. I'm not going on a religious retreat. But this is the summer. There is vacation <laughs> that is allowed to be taken that we say. In our, see, in our line of work, we save our vacation for the summer because during those other months, like, there's things happening. Like, we're busy, right? Like, we got to be here. So the summer is, is for true. vacation. <laughs> yeah, I, I, well, and baseball's a long season. You know that. But, like, other people are going to be taking vacation, too. So when I am here and not on vacation, I'm going to be filling different slots. So that's why. It's between that uh, and real vacation. That's why we're not going to be in this spot for at least until we get to August. All right. No worries. I but I'm not going anywhere. So I got I got my point on this James Harden thing because, I, I, you know, I'm going to hear the clownish take of somebody calling in saying, we got to get him. He's a former MVP. We, you know, none of these young guys are going to equal what, J- what Harden is because we heard it with Dame and we heard it with Mitchell and we heard it with every other superstar that comes along with this, with this thing. But this is a horrendous move. The reason that he wanted to go back to Houston is because he wants to go back to the strip clubs. Let's be real. And Sin City is right up in the Bronx and we're not going to do this game right now. I'm not going to play the game with James Harden. I'm not going to play the game with James Harden. I'm not going to play the game where, you know, I have to give up, like, you know, like you said, a Grimes or even worse, a R.J. Barrett or even worse. A, like, why would I do? want to do this, Mr. Granza? This is insane. And I know, like I said, I get it. People don't believe in R.J. People don't believe in Grimes. People don't believe in Quickly. I get it. They may not be all-stars. But there are a lot better complementary pieces to just throw away, including draft picks, for a guy that we know. If you thought Julius Randle was bad in the playoffs, just imagine Harden shrinking in the garden and how crazy the Knicks fans are going to be. They're going to do more than rip down his poster, bro. Like, this is, this is a horrendous idea. Like, I said, when my friend texted me this, I said expletive no three times, and I said don't stress me out with the scenario. So when I heard that this is actually true and he wasn't just bugging around, it wasn't just some Twitter nonsense, I'm like, I- I'm hoping they're not really taking this seriously. I, I mean, Jose, uh, th- Jose, think about this for a second, right? And I, and I thank you for the phone call as always, my friend. Here's the thing. You saw it up close and personal just a couple of years ago when he was here in Brooklyn. How the hell did that work out? Right? I mean, it's not like you had to watch from that far away, down the turnpike, or when he was in Houston, or anywhere else in his career. You saw it up close in Brooklyn. It was literally right in the backyard. 
You know, sometimes like you think your neighbors are up to no good and you open up the window and you look to see what they're doing. That was the Nets and that was James Harden and it fell apart. It blew up in their face. And was he even able to answer the call for each and every one of those playoff games a couple of years ago with the Nets? No. No. Bummed his hamstring. See, not in great shape. And by the way, the last couple of years, wasn't he playing with a guy who just as recently as a couple of months ago, was named the MVP of the league? How'd that work out? 76ers got as far as the Knicks did with James Harden and the MVP of the league and supposedly one of the 10 greatest coaches of all time, which, whatever. So why are things going to be any different here? Hard pass. Move on. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN. Free agency, these James Harden rumors, and Woj and company have been floating out there over the last couple of hours. Congratulations to Aaron Judge, voted an all-star starter as the starters are being announced right now as we speak, even though he's not going to play in the games. He's still dealing with that toe, but Judge gets voted in by the fans as a starter, and rightfully so. Uh, Here is Brian Windhorst, our good buddy who covers the NBA for us here at ESPN. He went on PTI earlier tonight, and as far as these Knicks rumors and possibly exploring a James Harden acquisition, what's at stake for them here with this interest? I think they're trying to save their powder for maybe a huge name player that might become available in the next year. And so they got a question, is it worth using some of their draft assets or some of their young players in trade for James Harden now? Or can they wait for a potentially younger player that might be a better fit? Remember, whoever trades for James Harden is going to have to deal with him on a one-year contract. And his, his contract is structured in a way that he can't extend it. So you're trading for a guy on the last year of his deal that you're going to have to deal with this in a year. He had difficulty coming to terms at age 33 here with Philadelphia who had reason to re-sign him. Whatever they were offering, he didn't like. And I don't blame him for playing hardball. You're going to inherit that situation next year. It's obviously trading for a player that doesn't have a lot of money left, but it's trading for a player that you might just be renting, and that'll affect the price. I I mean, preaching to the choir, Wendy. Preaching to the choir. Wrong place, wrong time. Knicks are going to go all in at some point. Okay, They're going to go out there and chase the dude, whoever it is. But it ain't this guy, and it ain't now. It's as simple as that. Let's say hi to Steve in the car up next here on 9870 SPM. Stevie, how are you? Dan, what's up, buddy? I love your show. I love the inside. I love the Jets talk all the time. Um, regarding this, I just think, honestly, I think I think, uh, I think, we're just holding the seat warm for, uh, for Donovan Mitchell next year. I think all, all of this is just smoke. I think... Dante DiVincenzo is coming in because either Quick or Grimes is going out in the trade for Paul George, and we're just trying to figure out a way to get a really solid three guy in uh, and hold the seat warm for Donovan Mitchell because, let's be honest, he's a New York guy, he's young, 
He's a proven person that, that every team he's on gets better. But we, yeah, but Steve, here's uh, the thing. And, 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 uh, Steve, I'm losing you for a second here. I'll let you finish, though. But why Donovan Mitchell next year if they had an opportunity to get Donovan Mitchell last year and said thanks but no thanks? And we lost Steve, I guess, with the line. Now, you want to say that the asking price was too high for Danny Ainge? Is that what you thought it was? And you think that, okay, if Cleveland is going to move on from him, that they're going to ask for less? I mean, it's not like we're sitting here saying that Donovan Mitchell is certainly morphing into, you know, an unproductive player. He's still a damn good player. And nobody had any questions, and I don't think they still have questions about Donovan Mitchell just because his team lost to the Knicks in the first round of the playoffs. There were other reasons that the Cavaliers fell short in that first round. And if I'm sitting and pointing fingers in particular, number one, they had no bench in that series, which has nothing to do with Donovan Mitchell. They got no bench production. And number two, their bigs, which were supposed to be a strength of the team, Mobley and Jared Allen, those dudes got eaten alive by the Knicks front court. Eaten alive. That doesn't fall on Donovan Mitchell. But I just don't know how one has anything to do with the other right now. Sal in Brooklyn up next here on 9870 ESPN. Sal, how we doing? What's going on, big man? How are you? Sally, things are good. What's up? Absolutely. Cleveland got eaten in the paint. But then that's what happened to the Knicks. Adebayo abused. That's what happened to them in the second round. So it came right back. So I don't know what happened to us there. So we had the teeth in the first round. We lost in the second. Listen, you're right. James uh, with Mitchell, been dead, did that. Didn't happen, leave it in the re- review mirror. No sense in trying to rekindle something old, like an old girlfriend. Let it go. You don't bring it back. Let it go. Uh, hardened. Uh, for, for that even to be a rumor is embarrassing. There's absolutely no way this guy fits in with nothing that the Knicks are looking for moving forward if we're trying to get younger and faster and better and quicker and build off of what we just did. And, and I'm not a Paul George guy, man. I'm not. He's not the same guy since that leg. Not, I know he can give you a bucket every now and again, but I'm not ready to trade tons of assets for that guy. Something's going to hit. Don't make a move for the sake of making a move unless you know it's going to be beneficial to the team, not detrimental. So sit back. Let's see what happens with free agency. Please don't let it be ardent. And I'm not big just my opinion and personal. If the Knicks go the other way, I'm still going it because early 70s and I'll be rooting for them, God willing, in the next 10, 20 years. So let's go Knicks, man. But it's good to have basketball talk on. I, Sal, I appreciate the call and I thank you. Look, you know, we got into Paul George a lot last week, as a matter of fact, right? You know, are the Clippers going to make a move? Who knows? It'll be interesting to see, you know, if, if the Clippers do go all in with this James Harden thing, for example, how does that still have Paul George when it all shakes out. Where does he fit into the mix? I, to me, Paul George is a guy that I, I, I don't know. Like I said, I'm not in love with that fit right now for this team. I think you go in another direction. Where he is right now, the dude never plays, right? I don't want a guy who's going to be out of the lineup you know, every other night, it seems like. And where he is in his career, like Sal said, I don't think he's someone that's putting the Knicks over the top. And oh, by the way, what are the Clippers going to want in return? What are they going to want? Remember, you you might be getting somebody who, you know, on the surface is an all-star player, a good player, but think about what you're giving up from your team, your team, your core, which then could potentially weaken you in another area. You know, if you put a trade proposal in front of 800-919-37, I'm hearing like sounds and everything. Harvey, what's going on?
We're working as we go hard. Oh, my gosh. It's got an out of We are working guys? On I don't know what the hell's going but on we're good. here. Anyway, I, there's a lot going on. Let's say hi to James in Spring Valley. He's up next here on 98.7 ESPN. James, how are you? Hello, James. A big shout out to the company. Big, you know, Dan, big shout out to the company. It's been a long time, no talk. Um, first off, congrats to your New Jersey Devils. Um, they're doing great, and they. I think if there's a team that can win a cup, I think it's the Devils. Um, sorry that your Mets are a hot trash, a disaster. But, um, if it makes you feel, but if it makes you feel better, um, the Yankees just beat up on the A's. But that's not why I'm here to call. Well, James, I'm here to James, talk James, about James, the Mets. James, here again, like you know, I, I've said this many times. Am I a Mets fan? Absolutely. <laughs> Do I do I lose a fraction of a second of sleep as to whether they want to enjoy a great Cabernet Sauvignon this summer to go with your outdoor barbecues? Look no further than Juggernaut Hillside Cabernet. Pure, intense, and a seamless structure describes this wine. French oak. The Mets playing as bad and as pathetic as they play this year actually makes my job easier. So you know what? I'm all for it. positive man i'm so happy for that now with the knicks i'm actually very ecstatic that joshua pick up his option opens up the mid-level exception i keep hearing demon chenjo um bruce brown harvey was talking to me about like you know do a bruce brown robin lopez which wouldn't which i wouldn't be opposed to this right now but i'm thinking of like you gotta have like contingency plans because you know there's gonna be competition for those guys especially divincenzo because of the things you just mentioned and bruce brown because he's proving he's the winner i mean the nets could use him but it is what it is so what are some other options the knicks can do because i don't think the knicks need to go out and make a splash right now i think if they can make little improvements add a little piece here or there and then pretty much run it back with the same team and then next off season is when you go um big star hunting, especially for younger who fits the culture of that team. So what do you think about that? Well, James, James, here's the thing, and thanks for the phone call. They don't have a lot of money to work with in free agency, right? So whoever the big, you know, for instance, not that, not that he's coming here, but some of these bigger targets, for example, the guys that are going to command, you know, 20-something million dollars a year plus, you're not getting those guys. You know, you have to be a little bit more realistic in terms of, all right, who would you potentially go for? You know, I, I, you know, does does Max Struess excite you? I mean, we saw glimpses of him in the playoffs, but you know, as soon as he had some good moments, he had some disappearing acts. For example, Brooke Lopez is a guy that, yeah, all right, he's won in his career. He's a guy who, as a big, can stretch the floor. He can knock down shots from the outside, but what type of money is Brooke Lopez going to command for you? And oh, by the way, how is he going to fit in with this club with the bigs that you already have on it? And the other thing about this, look, no matter who that they bring in, whether it's DiVincenzo, whether it's any of these guys, remember what we're dealing with here as far as the head coach. All right? Tom Thibodeau, one of the things that the fans like to absolutely crucify him for is that he's not flexible with his rotations. And he only plays, in general, nine guys. Well, they got nine guys on this team already. So who is out? for who they're bringing in to then take that player's spot in the rotation. Tell me. Because right now, if we're looking at this roster and we say, okay, you got Brunson, you got Grimes, you got RJ, you got Randall, you got Mitch, you got IQ, you got Hartenstein, Josh Hart's now back, and then we'll throw in Obi Toppin. That's nine guys right there. And I know that there's still some people that like Deuce McBride, Jericho Sims, they're still here too. But let's leave those two out for a second. 
You bring in a player, if it's DiVincenzo, whoever, which one of those guys in the rotation is going to be out so DiVincenzo gets some run? Who is it? That's a question that this front office is going to have to answer here. You know, you can't just say, okay, well, we'll trade Evan Fournier and get somebody in Evan Fournier and his expiring contract. That's great, but you know what? He ain't in the rotation anyway. That doesn't solve that problem. This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. Friday, June 30th at Bar A in Lake Como for two live broadcasts and an appearance from DPH on Rothenberg. They're going to give away the All-American Ford Bronco. That's right. It all kicks off at Barton Hahn Live at noon, followed by the Michael K. Show, 3 to 7 p.m. Giveaways for fans in attendance and music from the Moroccan Sheep Herders. All brought to you by Patron Tequila, Stoli Vodka, Ben MGM, All-American Auto Group, Calandra's Bakery, Smart Water, and flight by Yingling. Got to be at least 21 years of age to enter. So that is tomorrow. Hope to see everybody out there. Let's say hi to Jay in Brooklyn. He is up next here on 9870 ESPN. Jay, good evening, sir. How are you? Hey, Stan. How you doing? How's everything Jay, going? <laughs> things are great, buddy. What's going on? That's good to hear. Um, yo, I must say, man, that uh, the Knicks, they can't do the same old, same old. I'm not a Knicks fan. I'm a Spurs fan. I don't. I, I, I don't even like my pick that we got. But make a long story short. Why don't you? Uh, why don't you like him? I, You're taking an issue with Victor for crying out loud. It, it's because I like Brandon Miller, man. I like him on the court, man. I like. I like his. I like his game. He's six ten, and I just think he just has a, the that tenacious United States of America attitude. I get that we're leaning towards. A lot of foreigners and Jokovic just won the MVP for the past eight years. But at the end of the day, like, I just like my young men that are from my country. So, so you Brooklyn know, Jay, I, I don't Brooklyn have Brooklyn Jay is, a, uh, is somebody who is not into foreigners on his basketball team, uh, essentially. Not at all. Not at all. I used to, you know, I, I get it. But at the end of the day, I, well, wait a sec. Wait a sec. Wait, 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 wait a sec. Wait a sec. Wait a sec. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead and go to the Spurs. I know you're gonna go there, but all right, uh, right. So save me the trouble of going down memory lane and tell me how you justify that one, then, Jay. Because I had a friend by the name of Jeremy Hyatt who played for NC State, and he went against Grant Hill and Tim Duncan when they were at college. So I went ahead and went to Wake Forest and NC State game and fell in love with Tim Duncan. And from that point on, I fell in love with his game. Just like I'm a fan of Jokic. I love I love a basic game, but this yeah, dude. Yeah, but Jay, Jay, uh, I'm not talking about Tim Duncan from the Virgin Islands. What about Tony Parker, who's from France, and Manu Ginobili from Argentina? Those guys helped you win championships too, didn't they? They did, but I'm not going to put them as, like, my top foreigner over, like, Petrovich <laughs> and Tony Kukoc. But they're, you know I mean? but they're still old. foreigners, Jay. I know I sound young. <laughs> I know I sound young, but here it is. I just want to say that the Knicks, man, the Knicks can't make the same old, same old. You know, Zach Randolph, who else did they bring in when they were too old? They brought Patrick Ewing back when he was just too old and Latrell Sprewell and Allen Houston was doing their thing and I was out in Hawaii doing my thing. But make a long story short, they can't go through all um through the same old, same old. They have to get younger and stay young. I think they have a lot of assets. I think they just need to keep the team together and be able to look at what they got because if they don't release anything, 
next year they got better options than this year where you have to trade for Harden. You know how much you have to give up? You have to give up so much assets just for him in regards to his contract. And he's over the hill already. And I I, I just don't get the Knicks organization on how they uh, operate. And I wouldn't go after that. I would go after Siakam, you know what I mean, Pascal Siakam next year. And I'll just keep the team together and just have the other guys kind of step up and say, you know that guy, Bruce Brown? He used to be across the bridge. He left and went to Denver, and he, he knew his role, his role in playing the game. And that's all we need for you to do, Mitchell, uh, Barrett, and the rest of you guys. We just need for y'all to know y'all role and play it. And hopefully we have a team that can c- compete. And if we don't, next year, the following year, we can have that missing piece. That's all I got for you, Dan. You know I love you like cooked food. And we go back like barber chairs. But uh, we do. Peace out. We do. Those and those barber chairs. Those barber chairs got a lot of dust on them. Those barber chairs, Jay. You're the best. Jay's boy. Jay's all out there with his San Antonio Spurs. My goodness, he, he he's a little picky and choosy, don't you think? Wasn't the draft only a week ago? I don't know if the Spurs, if they had to do over again, I don't think they would take Brandon Miller. I'm sure that they had a choice. And you know what? Shoot. If he asked Michael Jordan if he had the choice, he'd probably take Victor over uh, Brandon Miller. But that option wasn't presented to him now, was it? Because he wasn't, he wasn't on the board when he picked uh, second there. Unbelievable there. Look, I, you can't sit here and hold the Knicks' feet to the fire just yet because they didn't do anything, right? They haven't made this move. And I still think, in my, in my heart of hearts, deep down, push comes to shove, do I think – that the Knicks are going to go ahead and make this trade for James Harden? Absolutely not. I, I, I don't think so. Because I'm giving them credit that they are past some of this irrational, head-scratching decision-making, which maybe is something that plagued previous regimes. But not this one. They're doing it the right way. They're building this thing the right way. Like a couple of callers have already said tonight, think about what potentially could lie ahead for you and who might be available a year from now. Look, Knicks aren't a team that's ready to win a championship this upcoming season. And, and look, I don't want to spoil a dirty little secret either, but guess what? There's no guarantees that just because you were in the second round of the playoffs last year that you get to start up again from the second round again, right? Like there's other teams, believe it or not, that didn't make it as far as you that are going to actually try to get to where you were and beyond. Like, you're not granted a free pass back to the second round. So, it's competitive. There's other clubs in this conference that are trying to get better that maybe had some down years. Like, we talked about Atlanta last year, right? Okay, Atlanta was a team just as an example. They underachieved a little bit. Had a coaching change midseason. What happens if Atlanta reloads, comes back next year, and then all of a sudden they're a club that asserts himself into the top four? in the Eastern Conference, right? I mean, this Cleveland team last year, let's not forget, they finished ahead of the Knicks, but then they got bounced in the first round of the playoffs. Well, what happens if Cleveland is a better team next year? Like, we we don't know these things, right? And the Knicks got themselves a matchup in the first round, and the Cavaliers, like we said, that was a perfect matchup for them. We didn't know it at the time, but it was a perfect matchup. So if they're in the same situation again next year, let's say, just for argument's sake, the 4-5 game, what if they play a team that's going to be a lot more difficult to have to deal with than what the Cleveland Cavaliers were? But you can't necessarily just throw a bunch of stuff against the wall thinking, oh, it's a big name. Oh, 
This guy is going to sell tickets. Oh, this guy's an all-star how many, how many times over? If he doesn't fit the team, and if it's going to be too prohibitive in terms of a cost of what it is in building this team and trying to get to the next level, well, then you move on. And then you go shopping another day, another year, another time. Knicks are in a good place right now. Is it a championship place? No. But you got to be patient. All right, good first hour. When we come back. Talk a little baseball. History made by the Yankees last night and how improbable that was. Grasso Show till 10 right here on 98.7 ESPN.